Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you again for allowing us to gather as your people. And God, as we spend this time hearing your word proclaimed, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So at 2 o'clock today, uh, we are sending off 17 missionaries of 14, 15 youth, college, and three adults. And I'm excited for this trip. You know, I, I was doing some math in my mind, and uh, since I've been in ministry uh, down here in Texas in 2000, uh, moving to Gainesville in 2001, this will mark my 24th, 25th mission trip experience with, with either junior high, senior high, or a combination of both. And whenever I think about that, I'm going, man, that's a long time. That's a lot of trips. But it, it's fun to see uh, the change that happens in those trips. You know, I remember my, my very first mission trip in 2001, uh, just moved to Gainesville from Colleyville and was at the church for two weeks and they loaded me up in a church van with a whole bunch of kids, and we went off to the Four Corners area. And it was the scariest thing that I've ever been a part of, you know, because all the adults looked at me and said, you're the one that's in charge. I go, I have no idea what's going on. It says, welcome to ministry. That's, that's what ministry is all about. You don't know what you're doing, but you go forward knowing that God has sent you to be in mission and in ministry. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of how our disciples felt. You know, as we take a look at this new series that, that we're calling Healing Hands, that, that God, through Jesus Christ, has provided healing and wholeness for, for those and the times that he was here on earth and he continues to provide healing and wholeness even today. And today is that, that first step where I think this healing and wholeness was able to make an impact in Christ's disciples. So I invite you, if you have your Bibles with you, to turn to Mark chapter 6, verses 6 through 13. If you don't have your Bibles, of course, we'll have the words up on the screen. So I invite you to hear and read the word of God from Mark chapter 6. It says that Jesus traveled through the surrounding villages teaching. He called for the twelve and sent them out in pairs. He gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey except a walking stick, no bread, no bags, and no money in their belts. He told them to wear sandals, but not to put on two shirts. He said, whatever house you enter, remain there until you leave that place. 
If a place doesn't welcome you or listen to you as you leave, shake the dust off your feet as a witness against them. So they went. They went out and they proclaimed that people should change their hearts and lives. And they cast out many demons. And they anointed many sick people with olive oil and healed them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, so what does it mean to be sent out? What does it mean to send out? What does it mean for Jesus to, to actually send us out? I think the first thing we need to look at is who Jesus sent out in this particular passage. If we take a look at this passage, we have to take a look at the entire gospel of Mark to fully understand what's going on. Now, the gospel of Mark is the shortest gospel of all four gospels. It's only 16 chapters long. So the gospel writer of Mark, he is wanting to make a specific point about what it is that we as followers of Jesus Christ are to do. And the first point he makes are those that Jesus picks to be his disciples. Now, disciple-making and and disciple-choosing, if you will, is something that is a tradition of the Jewish people going way, way back. The rabbis would have their disciples, but there are a couple of, of stark differences between the disciples that the rabbis had and the disciples that Jesus picked. First, that the disciples for the rabbis, they got to pick their rabbi. They said, I want to follow this particular rabbi because of their teaching. But what Jesus does, he he turns it and he says, I am going to choose my disciples. And when Jesus chooses his disciples, he changes things up again. And while those who were learned and those who had gone through schooling would pick their own rabbis, Jesus would look for those who didn't have training, who didn't have the education that went behind becoming a disciple of a rabbi. It said that the disciples of Jesus were young men, probably in their late teens, early 20s, and they already had a job or a task. We know that four of the disciples, definitely we know that four, were fishermen, everyday, ordinary fishermen that were out working in the Sea of Galilee. That shows that Jesus wasn't particular in making sure that he had the best and the brightest. He wanted the ordinary person to come and be a part of his mission. The other person that we know specifically what his job was was Matthew, who was a tax collector. And not only was he a tax collector, he was one of those tax collectors that, that robbed the Jewish people. He would take more than, than he was supposed to. And so when Jesus picked Matthew and said, come and follow me, Jesus was saying, you know, your past doesn't define who you are, but who I say that you are matters. And then that leaves the other seven disciples. And some people believe that that some of them were fishermen also, but we really have no idea what they did. We don't know who they 
were or, or what kind of jobs they held before they became disciples of Jesus Christ. And I think the gospel writer points this out or, or doesn't point this out to let us know that it's not what you do that matters. What matters is your devotion and how you continue to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. See, Jesus knew that what was important was having people who followed the mission, who followed the plan, who, who came behind him so he can train them, so he could teach them and then send them out. And I'm sure each of the disciples had their own gifts and graces, just like we have our own gifts and graces. And as one of his disciples later wrote in 1 Peter 4.10, we are reminded that each of us or each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I think one of the biggest hesitations we have when we think about being sent out, when we think about how God uses us and and moves within our lives, is that we think that we're not worthy. We think that we don't have what it takes to share the good news with others. But my friends... I know that God has gifted each and every one of you with specific talents, with specific gifts that you can use to to make a difference. It could be playing in the praise team. It could be helping out with our children during children's church or during Sunday school or on Wednesday night for jam. It could be something as simple as, as changing a light bulb or, or, or turning a screw. All of these things are, are giftings that we have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. Another thing about this passage and another thing about the gospel of Mark is that the entire gospel is urgent. I mean, if you go through 16 chapters, everything moves so quickly, because Mark is wanting us to know that we are running out of time. Now, says the pastor in 2018, when all of this was written back at the beginning of the, the aughts, way back in the 30s and stuff, like, oh, 30, you know, not 19 or 2000, whatever. But Jesus is, the gospel writer is letting us know that we have a task to do. You know, you know last week we celebrated, or was I celebrated uh, the beginning of my third year here at Royce City First United Methodist Church. And, and one of the things that I was thinking about and praying about over the past two years is how can we continue to make a difference for Jesus Christ in our community. And one of the biggest blessings I had last year was that uh, the Kevin Worthy, the, the superintendent of schools, uh, invited me to be a part of the bond uh, program or the bond uh, 
development program that uh, we recently voted on here as a community and passed. And that work is, is going on as we speak to improve our schools. But there's something that, uh, that Dr. Kevin Worthy mentioned as we were gathering. It was this slide right here. And I'm, I'm going to try not to bore you uh, that much with stuff, but, but there was something about this slide that really caught my attention. If you look all the way over where it says future, and you see Davis, Fort, Scott, Vernon, those numbers are the home sites that are coming to Royce City. That's why we had the bond issue, so that the schools can be ready for the kids that are coming to be a part of our community. And that grand total number over the next several years like I think 10 years or so, or 10, 15 years, is that we will have over 10,000 brand new home starts in the Royce City area. And I think of that number and I go, wow, that is a lot. What does that mean for us as a church? That means that we need to be ready because with those 10,000 home starts, there are 10,000 families who are coming to our community, 10,000 families who need to hear about the love and grace of Jesus Christ, 10,000 families that need to be connected so that they can use what God has gifted them so that they can be a part of sharing God's love with others. So my focus or my idea for this third year is that we as a church need to be ready. We need to make sure that we are active and we are out sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Not so that we grow. That's not the, that's not the purpose, but the purpose is that we as a church need to be able to share God's love and grace right here and right now so more people can experience God through Royce City First United Methodist Church. When we look at all of this, there is something even more important. And that is that idea that how Jesus in Matthew 9 says that with all that is growing, with all that is happening, and I'm, I have the scripture up here, but I'm just going to go ahead and just condense it and, and tell you the gist of it, was that the harvest is, is huge. I think it says on the next slide, it even says that the size of the harvest is bigger than we can even imagine but there are a few workers. Therefore, we plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers for his harvest. It is a call so people can change their hearts and their lives. See, my friends, we are the workers, and we are being called into this mission field of Royce City to share, to help people see how they can change their hearts and their lives so that they can experience the life abundantly through Jesus Christ. And then the last thing that Jesus talks about in his passage, he talks about how if there are people who don't receive the word, to shake off the dust from your sandals and move on. And I think what Jesus is really telling us today 
is that the world is full of distractions. The world is so full of distractions, it keeps us not focused on what the main thing is. We, we get caught up in whether Zac Efron has a new hairdo that is full of dreads, or, or we wonder if Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, if their marriage or their engagement is actually going to work. See, you can tell the type of stuff that I kind of search and, and, and look through online, all this, this garbage. But sometimes we get caught up in the garbage that we forget what God calls us to do, to love our neighbors, to love ourselves, to share the good news with others. You know, April had uh, two really beautiful slides uh, that were supposed to be in the presentation that I took off because I didn't realize that they were a part of what she was going to do. But I wanted to do that too. I thought this is a good opportunity for us to really recommit and really take into memory what it is that we are called to do as a congregation. So I have my own slides of the mission and the vision. So if you'll tone up the mission of the church, would you please read this with me? Our mission of our church, we are making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. You know, if we hold on to that, just that, that should keep us motivated. That should keep us going. So when we see these little distractions in the news about little uh, celebrities doing things or, or little news articles that don't really matter, we need to look at it and go, you know, Jesus tells us that what we must do is that we must make disciples. The ministries that we have, the, the jobs that we do, are we sharing God's love in a way that will make a difference in their lives? And as a church, we together affirmed a vision statement and invite you to join me in our vision statement this morning. The first is, be gods, you belong here, worshiping together, serving with heart, growing in faith. See, we, we have the plan, we have the idea of, of what it is that we are called to do, how we can invite people into the process of becoming a disciple to let them know that they belong here. I think this is the one part of our vision that I really hold on to. So much so, uh, we put this sign up in the uh, office area. If you walk through the office area, you'll see this little reminder. It says that every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. Now, that may specifically speak to you right now. This may be your first Sunday here at Royce City First United Methodist Church, and we are so glad that you are here. But if we really take a look at this statement, it could talk about what's going on in your life. Maybe this is your first Sunday after you've received news from a doctor, 
that you got a diagnosis that you weren't expecting. Maybe this is your first Sunday after something at work went haywire and maybe you've lost your job. Maybe this is your first Sunday as you had a blow-up with a spouse or a blow-up with a, a kid or a parent. Maybe this is your first Sunday when you walked into these doors and you know that you belong here, that there is a healing and wholeness that you receive because you have felt God's spirit when you walked into this place. See, when we talk about belonging here, that is what this means. That no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what you may be struggling with or, or dealing with, God is there. And, and once you are here, then, then our task as a church is to help you serve. Our task as a church is, is to bring worship. Uh, Richard had a beautiful prayer uh, before worship about uh, letting this become a wave where all that is happening lets us feel closer to closer to God. And this is a, a give and take that all that we do just feeds on each other. So we are lifted up and empowered by the Spirit. And then we have opportunities for us to grow. Opportunities for us to, to dig deeper into our faith, to understand how God calls each and every one of us so that we may be sent out to share God's love with others. My hope and my prayer, my friends, is that as we continue to, to be the church that God calls us to be, that we open with welcome arms. We welcome with open arms. We love as Christ has called us to love. And we serve so that people see God instead of us. Let us pray. Oh God, we know that today is maybe the first Sunday for someone. And as they experience this first Sunday, we pray your grace and peace to be on them. We pray that as we uh, support and love each other, and as we build each other up, we then share that love with others. And we go out of these walls and out into our community so that more and more people can experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ through us, that all that we do and all that we say comes back to what you have said and to what you have done. So God, guide us and lead us. Strengthen us to be in service for you. And we pray this. In the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.